All right, we're going to jump into scripture now. So if you have a Bible, again, we're going to be in Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter what? 2. Good job. All right, Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 1, and it reads, In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, verse 3, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth. We talked about Nazareth last week. If you missed it, I'd encourage you to go back and check it. Name your Nazareth. He went up from the town of Nazareth to, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David. Verse five, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, we'll come back to that. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, church family, we know this story, right? Like we've heard this over and over again. There's two main accounts of the birth of Jesus that everybody kind of reads. The one in Luke chapter one and two and the one in Matthew chapter one and two. Kind of gives the genealogy, the background thing right into it. But we all really like the Luke story, but I just want to focus on that, that short little bit that led up to the birth of Jesus, to the miracle we're going to be celebrating in five days. The birth, the event that truly changed the course of humanity forever. And and here's the question I just want to start with. Have you ever been delayed? Have you ever been inconvenienced? Like, honestly, like right there online, give me the hand up emoji. Give me a, oh yeah, give me a, yeah, on Tuesday in traffic right here in St. Joe. Like what, we've all probably been delayed. We've all probably been inconvenienced. And what I've found in my life is usually delays are just divine appointments. I'll say that again. Usually delays are just setups for divine appointments. A divine appointment is a God-led appointment. It's when it's not on our agenda, but it is on God's. I had this happen to me just this week, guys. I was flying down here and, uh, you know, much like there in the States, there's COVID protocol because of this pandemic you have to go through. And I land in Kingston and I have a small little like apartment here in Kingston where we base out of and work out of. When I say small, it's like a closet with a bed, but I'm grateful. But I have this small little apartment. And so my address I list here is residential. It shows that I have a place here, but I am not a Jamaican resident. Well, as many of you that are watching, maybe joining us down in Jamaica know that the policies are different from those that enter the country as residents and those that enter the country as tourists. Some have to quarantine, some don't. Some are allowed to move about with a COVID test, some aren't. And so as I entered the airport, I get to the amazing nurses and the amazing medical staff that are examining us, and they basically listed me as a resident, which means I couldn't move around, I couldn't do all the things I came down here to do. I stayed calm, stayed cool, right? Own your face, be a good Christian, even when things are frustrating. And I explained to them, hey, I'm not a resident. I'm here for six days on business for the church. I need to be able to move around. Here's my negative COVID test, good to go. The lady proceeded to tell me she couldn't help me. Then the next lady couldn't help me. Then the next lady couldn't help me. About five people went by and what was supposed to take about five minutes took about 50 minutes. I don't know about you, but have you ever been delayed? Have you ever been inconvenienced? Like I was on a time crunch. I was on a schedule. I had meetings to get to, things to do because I haven't been to Jamaica almost all year. And these were six days I had cram packed. And right off the bat, the trip was getting delayed and interrupted. 
Well, finally, I make it through talking to the sixth, seventh person. We get it all sorted out. My bags are the last two next to the conveyor belt. I grab them and I walk up to the customs agent that is my final checkpoint before getting into the city. And she stops and she asks me, what's zeal? Now, if you're watching in Michigan, zeal is the name of our church in Jamaica. And I looked at her and I was like, how do you know about zeal? And I forgot that my mask, just like our overflow mask there in Michigan, said zeal on it. And I go, oh, it's a church. And for the next five minutes, I gave this woman a zeal mask for our church, for our Water's Edge family church. She put it on in the airport, said she was going to tune in, check it out. And I even got to tell her about overflow up in Michigan. All that to say, if I wouldn't have been delayed, if I wouldn't have been inconvenienced and interrupted, I may never had talked to this woman and invited her to church, inviting her to meet Jesus. See, the funny thing about Luke chapter two to me is it's all premised around a delay, an interruption. I don't know if you caught this, but Mary and Joseph lived in Nazareth. We talked about this last week, a city of Galilee. They had no intention of leaving Nazareth, especially when Mary was like nine months pregnant, right? Like you moms out there, how many of you around that nine month mark, you really want to take a road trip, right? And so I wrote it in my notes that there was nothing convenient about the birth of Jesus. I mean, first and foremost, it was a scandalous event. Mary and Joseph were not married. They were betrothed. So imagine you're Joseph and your wife is pregnant and it's not your child. And they're from a small town. Come on now. Like here in Kingston, y'all know what it's like. Everybody know everything. They're in Benton Harbor. They're in St. Joe. You know what it's like in a small town where everybody knows everybody's business. And so you got to imagine everybody in Nazareth knew what was going on. Mary's got a baby and it's not Joseph's. The gossip must have been unbearable. On top of the scandal, though, you have these new government regulations. All of a sudden, the most powerful person in the world, the emperor of Rome, makes a decree that everyone must get registered. Now, many of us know what it's like putting up and dealing with government regulations that cause inconvenience and interruptions. No, none of us know what that's like, right? And so you, you not only had the scandal, but you had government interruptions. And then think about this. It was first century travel. It wasn't like Mary and Joseph could hop in the Honda Civic and drive over to Bethlehem. From Nazareth to Bethlehem was about 111 kilometers. Uh, suffice it to say, I, got, I wrote the math down here. Yeah, about 70 miles, like 68.7 miles. So they had to go 70 miles, 111 kilometers, first century travel style. Like if they had some money on the back of a donkey, but more than likely walking for days and possibly weeks. while wow, nine months pregnant, right? Like this is crazy. All this to say there was nothing convenient about the birth of Jesus. And I just say that off the bat because many of us, we talk about this a lot. We want to see God's miracles in our lives. We want to see God's purpose in our lives and his thumbprint on our lives. But often God's miracles don't look miraculous in the moment. They look like inconveniences. They look like interruptions. They look like delays. And it's all about how we respond to the inconveniences. It's all about how we respond to the delays and interruptions on our, in our lives that determine whether or not God's gonna work a miracle in and through it. And my favorite part of this whole passage, and we'll land it here, is in verse six. 
Because in verse 6, it says, so the decree's been put out. Joseph and Mary, they get up all their stuff in Nazareth, and they start making their way to Bethlehem because they got to get registered. And then verse 6 says this, and while they were there, the time came. And while they were in Bethlehem, the time came came. Again, my mother's out there. Many of you know what it's like when the time comes. You ain't stopping it. If it's time for that baby to come, it's going to happen. And that's what happened to Mary. You know they didn't want to give birth in Bethlehem. You know she would have rather done it in her home. But amidst the inconvenience, amidst the interruption, amidst the delay, and, and the thing that was happening in their lives, the event that wasn't on their schedule, God had it on his schedule. And I just love the way it says that. And while they were there, the time came. Let me ask you this question today, church. Where is your there? Where is your there? Where's the there in your life right now that you are not planning at all? Maybe the marriage doesn't look the way you thought it would look. Maybe you're not where you want to be in your career right now. Maybe this whole pandemic and economic recession and everything we're going through has your schedule completely thrown out of whack. And right here, Mary and Joseph were somewhere they did not want to be, did not need to be, but there it was time for God to work. Church, where's your there right now? Where is an area of your life that seems just inconvenient, that seems not according to your agenda or calendar? And maybe that is where God is waiting to work. And what I love about this simple, short passage that tees up, that sets up the birth of Jesus is it shows the sovereignty of God. It displays the sovereignty of God on a level we seldom see in scripture. Because think about it. Mary and Joseph were in Nazareth, 70 miles from Bethlehem. But what they didn't know, but that God knew, is that in Micah 5 verse 2, there was a prophecy and it read that Jesus, the Savior, would be born in the city of David, Bethlehem. So catch this, church. This is how much God is in control. Mary and Joseph had no idea that Jesus needed to be born in Bethlehem. They weren't planning. They weren't looking to move to fulfill the prophecy. But God used the most powerful man in the entire world, the emperor, put it in his head and heart that there should be a registration, that he made a decree for all the world that they had to get registered. And that trickle-down domino effect led Joseph and Mary to take the 111 mile kilometer trip to Bethlehem where Mary just so happened to go into labor. The final reminder I would have for us today is when we feel like we're not in control, let's remember God is still in control. As a matter of fact, church family, a great prayer to pray as we kind of reach the outset of our Christmas celebration, as we approach celebrating the birthday of Jesus, here is a great prayer that I would challenge you to pray. God, when I am not in control, please remind me that you're still in control. God, when it's out of my hands, please remind me that it's still in your hands. And if God can orchestrate a decree through the most powerful man in the world at the time, 
to cause the domino effect for Mary and Joseph to have to go to Bethlehem to fulfill a prophecy that was over 700 years in the making. I wonder how he is working in your life today, how he's working in my life, what inconveniences, interruptions, and delays are actually divine appointments just waiting to happen. Now, I'll see you guys on Christmas Eve because we're going to jump into Luke chapter 2 and Matthew chapter 2 talking about how Jesus is for everyone. And here's a question I didn't get to ask. We know why Mary and Joseph went from Nazareth to Bethlehem, but how did they go from Nazareth to Bethlehem? This was a poor mom and dad with a baby on the way. How did they make that 111 kilometer journey? How did they pay for it? How did they finance it? What was that like? We're gonna answer that question on Christmas Eve as we talk about how Jesus is for everyone. Overflow family, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for tuning in with me and supporting a crazy pastor that's jumping all over the world right now in this crazy time. I can't wait to be back up there in Michigan with you very soon, praying for that January 3rd regathering for us. But before we go back into worship, I just wanna pray for you. I wanna pray for those of you right now feeling discouraged, feeling like life is out of your control, that God would encourage you and remind you of his truth. Father, right now I lift up my Overflow Church family. No matter where they're watching or when they're watching this, Lord, I pray that your peace would invade that space. God, that anybody that feels like there's so much out of their control and life's all over the place, I pray that you would remind them today that you are in control, that you're still on your throne, that you still have a plan, that you still love them, and that it's gonna be okay. Father, thank you that no matter where our there is, no matter where we're at in life, you are working. Father, thank you for the story of Jesus. We celebrate him this Christmas season because it is always and only about Jesus. It's in your name we pray, amen.